0: we Welcome to the fifteenth episode of the Invincibly Super Massive Comic Book Podcast of Stuff. I'm Tony Guerrero, the editor in chief of Comic Vine, and this week I have a writer who has done some some Marvel books. Um, he's currently doing some uh, books at Image, and he just recently was on The Price Is Right, which is CBS. <laughs> Welcome home. I'm here with Jim McCann. How you doing?
1: Uh, I'm awesome. Thanks for calling me on down.
0: You know, I, I know we probably shouldn't start with prices, right? But <laughs> I, uh, I'm so, I'm so upset because I missed the episode because I knew it was online, uh-huh. and you know, I, I saw you know a lot of people you know mentioning. I saw a, a bunch of images from from there, but um, I actually I, I tried watching it again today, and unless there's some, I need to look into their website more is it's they don't keep them up there forever, which I guess kind of yeah, makes sense.
1: I think you have to dig. There is another site. Um, uh, there was, um, there was an article on another comic site. I don't know.
0: You can say it. Cause I mean, I, I look,
1: okay, good. Some people are like, no, don't talk about other sites on my, <laughs> no, I, I
0: don't, I, I, I like the other sites. I mean, I check them oh. out.
1: Uh, I fanboy. um
0: um, I, I went there today.
1: Did, um, I know that they had meant there was a hot link for it, but I didn't click on it. I figured it was either the, the episode or it was, um, or it was the actual, um, the actual episode, it was either the actual episode or it was going to be the, uh, pictures that they love to show
0: (laughs) no they did they did have a a hot link to the episode and the url even said um like january 10th but when you click on it it takes you just to like the regular price is right video page and and it had like today's and then when you look on the bottom and it only goes back to like you know a a couple weeks or something like that so and I, i was like yeah
1: Oh. Uh, I sort of um, figured out a way to put it on YouTube.
0: I even looked on YouTube. I was like, Jim McCann Price. I, I started typing it in, and uh, it, it automatically was, was there. So I'm not the only one looking for it, but it's, it's, uh, it's not there. Um, I mean, get oh, it. You, did,
1: you didn't miss much. Uh, but see, maybe one day it'll be up there, just like Aaron Paul's appearance is on there. So, you know, Jesse Pinkman, Aaron Paul, he was on The prices Right before he was famous.
0: I should try to see. I mean, because you know, I'm Comic Vine is now CBS Interactive, which is owned by CBS. You know, we're all kind of same. I should say, hey, uh, I, it I, it's like I need, I need to see this. It's like, what, what's going on? Hook me up. But I guess I haven't been here long enough to. I don't know who to, who to, who to ask about that. So how, how was? I mean, how how did this happen? I mean, I don't know if there's any I, there's secrets no. or anything or
1: uh, no. It it's. It's purely random. Well, well, I signed up for a list. So there's, there's a number of people um, in the comic industry that have – well, everybody I think has their own guilty pleasures. But there's, there's a small group of us that have a very guilty, very, very sick addiction – to Big Brother <laughs> and uh um, Which is also CBS. Yep. And um I uh I won't name names because they may not want their names out there, but one of them even goes so far as to buy the live feeds and keeps them up to date. Wow. <laughs> and uh and I will troll the blogs. And it's actually kind of interesting because then you, you see that and then you watch the episode and you see the story that editing wants you to see. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, kind of what really happens. Yeah. Um, but uh, so one of, them, one of us stumbled across like a, a way to sign up to be uh, a part of a live eviction. And we're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I totally signed up for that. And I must have have left a box unchecked or surreptitiously checked a box, but now I'm on this list um, of priority tickets for game shows. Wow. Um, I don't know how to get other people on it, so please, people don't email me and ask me. But all it really does is lets you know of upcoming tape dates um, and when priority ticket people can go and you just pick the date and time and you skip the line. Um, so you don't have to get there at like 5 a.m. and wait and wait and hope you get in the audience. Uh, so did that and picked a date. And this was back in um, – October. Wow. That well, uh, actually it was it was in September that I got the email and I picked the date in October. And so we went um for those of you who watched um uh, or and for those who didn't. Um there was myself, my partner and uh Christina Strain um who uh, is an incredible colorist mm-hmm. um, in comics. And also now has transitioned over into writing and she writes a great web comic called the Fox sister. And it's at the Fox Imagine that. Um, so she's, that's why you haven't seen her name coloring anymore. Cause mm-hmm. she's actually becoming a writer. So the three of us went down and uh, just, we we went down to have fun. I won't lie; I really did want to get called on down because I'm a game show addict. GSN Game Show Network is always on in the background, like during lunch or whenever I need to take a break. Um, it's my go-to channel. Um, and uh, if I did, if I don't, if the day comes when comic book writing doesn't work out. Um, I need to figure out how to become a game show host <laughs> because that's my backup dream. Um. Uh. So yeah. So we went, and I won't lie, I did watch like the path, the the most recent um four to five episodes at the time. Um, mainly fast forwarding through the games, watching the audience, and I was this is so comic book. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was paying attention to color theory of the audience. Um, and what got, and, and the people that were called on down, like what, what were they wearing? Um, and just kind of the action shots and things like that. Like I, as though it were a comic book. Um, and so I noticed that they liked primary colors. Um, Minimal, uh, they've gone kind of away from the Bob Barker days of, like, fuzzy things on your shirts and, um, overly puff-painted, um, clever sayings. And they don't really care how many miles you drove to get here, so please get me on stage shirts. Um, only about one person a show makes it that way. So, uh... I was like, okay, primary color. And then maybe one line of something that has, uh, that, that is a conversation starter. And I happen to have a shirt that's red and it says, I'm the evil twin. Now I don't have a twin, (laughs) but I do have a guy that we refer to each other as our evil twin. Um, because we're kind of the exact opposite build wise. I am, I am, a very thin and wiry and he is tall and large and uh and so it was always just an inside joke between the two of us so we go we get there we line up and you um and then you know there's a there's a a warmer who's probably actually a producer um but you know they talk to you and uh and just find out you know hey who you are what you do how you get and then uh you know where where you came from and you know you just everybody there though is equally excited um with the occasional spouse who's been dragged along from saskatchewan or wherever um i don't even know where saskatchewan is <laughs> by the way um Uh, so we go inside and it's crazy. There's like music playing and I don't know if anybody else has been into any sort of live television set or television set, uh, in general, like, um, you know, I've been in the Colbert, uh, set when Joe Q was on back when I was at Marvel, I've gone to SNL, the 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 sound stages are always so much smaller than they appear. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, those seats and and in just like everywhere, the seats are closer together, and there's 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 like half the leg room that you even have in a um, a movie theater almost um, and it kind of encourages people to stand up and you're dancing and so I was being me. And Tony can attest, and anybody who's seen me at convention can attest, me just being me is, I'm already just an excitable person. Mm-hmm. Throw me in to the freaking prices right set with music going, and I can see the big wheel right there, and just, oh my God, kind of lost my shit. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this, but. If you want. All right. I lost my um, and uh so yeah we you're you're just there and then uh I didn't pay attention to anything around me um like the other people or anything except for uh Michael and Christina and we we're just like oh my god can't believe we're here and uh they were convinced that I was going to get called down um I was just because I was a crazy, insane person. Um, and, uh, we were in the very back room. So then we, we, so they were like, all right, the show is going to start in three, two, one. And you hear the announcer and the music's going like the theme music's going. And, uh, and then, uh, they call four people down and I was the fourth and last person called down and I'm in the far back row. So of course I'm like the guy that kind of starts tripping <laughs> over people and I'm hugging and then they cut away. So you miss, but um, well at first I'm the guy who starts trying to awkwardly give people five because everybody sticks their hands out on the aisle. Like give me five. Yeah. And I can't even do that standing still without hitting somebody's face accidentally. Um, And then I got to contestants row and you don't see this, but I get incredibly huggy because I'm just that kind of guy. And there was this massive group hug and uh, going on. And then you can't hear a thing. You can't hear anybody's bid. So people, when you watch prices, right. And you think everybody's being an idiot it's because you really can't hear because the crowd is right behind you. Everybody's yelling and you're having the time of your life. And also the adrenaline is going to your head. And so all you kind of hear is $1. And that's about it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I want to, um, a, uh, air hockey table, which is awesome. Cause I love air hockey. Um, did not win the new car. Instead, I got a surfboard Mm. that looks like Little Nemo. (laughs) Um, They have not yet been delivered. Uh, They come four to six weeks after the air date um, because you have to keep it a secret. I had to keep this a secret for like three months, and that was killing me. Uh, But being in marketing at Marvel and knowing things that were going to happen like nine months from now... At the time, that kind of was good training. Um, I don't surf, <laughs> and um, I have no wall space, so that's not going up on the wall. So I'm trying to figure out if Craigslist or eBay is going to be the best solution for, for the surfboard, as seen on The prices is Right. Um, that's right. And uh, I rolled a, on the big wheel. I spun a 95 cent. And, of course, the girl after me spun a combination to get a dollar, mm-hmm. but had a blast, and it's it was uh that's one thing to check off next. I need to somehow get the rest of my family out here, well, the ones I trust that can help us win and get on the family feud <laughs> um I'm not smart enough for jeopardy um except for maybe the kids round. <laughs> and uh and I'm not coordinated enough for a minute to win it which they're bringing back. So uh and I'm too old for and they they stopped doing it but when I was a kid when I was a kid I wanted to go on double dare so bad <laughs> Oh my god. Anything involving slime I wanted. I wanted now I would just trip and fall and I'm rapidly approaching the age where I would break a bone.
0: Don't they, didn't they have like, like, um, like, uh, like a adult and a kid, like father, son or whatever.
1: Family double dare. Yeah. yeah just like that.
0: Just get some neighborhood kids. It's like, Hey, let's, let's go on a show. And,
1: <laughs> Oh, all I lived in, in a, on a cul-de-sac and all of us begged our parents. <laughs> Granted, we're in Tennessee, nowhere near wherever <laughs> they filmed. But, you know, when you're a kid, you think
0: that it's on TV.
1: Yeah, it's on TV. It's so in the
0: living room, it's,
1: it's we can let's just drive there. I mean, they'll take us. So,
0: yeah. All right. How, how many people are on Big Brother? It, it, I, I'll admit I haven't watched it in a, in a few seasons.
1: Um, uh, uh, There are what? I think 16 house guests it starts with. And that's one that it lasts like it lasts a month. I think it lasts like 36 days. Now I would, I can tell you right now, I would not even make it past day three on survivor. I would be medevaced on day two probably Um, because I would fall into the fire or just do serious harm to myself in a jungle unsupervised.
0: So what, what if Uh, big brother,
1: big brother is something that like everybody says that I should go on because they think I could have a good social game. Um, however, there's no internet and there's no television. And I am the most ADD person. If you haven't been able to tell, like, 10 minutes into this podcast that um, I would probably turn into the most annoying house guest ever just because I would just start convulsing and bouncing my knee and being like, Oh my God, we have to make a game. We have to do something. And we also have to somehow, build a television somebody built the first television we can build one can't we let's figure this out
0: now what if what if they did a a comic industry big brother
1: oh my god um it would be amazing
0: who who would you want in the house with you who would you want to compete against and now scheme with
1: i oh god um i like so many people in the industry that I would hate to vote them out. And then I really don't like, (laughs) I don't, I I really don't like that many people. Is that right? Am I saying that right?
0: You really don't, don't like, I think you need an extra don't.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I guess that's it. Yeah. There are very few people I don't like in the industry and I'd rather not call them out. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, it would be like, it would be difficult. And also, I think um, I think I would cry if my friends voted me out. Because then I'd be like, what? Why'd you do that?
0: But then maybe you could come back. Don't they come back sometimes?
1: Uh, yeah, sometimes. But I don't know. I think I would much rather – what I would far, far – what I would much rather do is, um, is The Amazing Race. Oh, God. I would totally do that. Um, at one time, probably the exact opposite of me in comics is Frank Thierry. <laughs> and we, we, have, we, uh, we adore each other. Um, and I think that would make for Amazing Television. Me and Frank Thierry as a team uh, on The Amazing Race, um, I would just have to go with somebody who, pro- who promises they would do all of the eating challenges. I'll do all the other stuff. You wouldn't think it, but I would jump off a building. I would skydive. I would do all the crazy stuff. I just will not eat eyeballs.
0: So no, no fear factor for you? Oh so, dear
1: God! No, nothing in. Oh, and nothing involving creepy animals or clowns. <laughs> That's where I draw the line.
0: So, so I guess we won't be seeing any clowns in your your comics either.
1: Oh God! Janet tried to draw. So there's this room in Las Vegas. Uh, uh, number one, that I. Described as the place where um, the the you know the wealthy where they're like mother in laws that tag along um, where they go to play the penny slots and just imagine it being kind of like the last place to be renovated whenever they do renovation cycles and they've skipped a couple of renovations and so. She tried to sneak in this scary clown head, um, like welcoming, welcoming you in except it's over the doorway. So it looked like you were walking through the clown's mouth and it was, it was in the thumbnail. And I was like, in all caps, I was like, no, no to clowns, none. So,
0: is there any any particular reason? Anything you want to get off your chest about why no clowns?
1: It. About Stephen King's it.
0: Ah, uh, Pennywise.
1: Oh, oh, yeah.
0: and yeah, We and, all float and, down here, and, Georgie.
1: Oh, God. And also, um, there was this really, really, really creepy um, at McDonald's where I grew up. Um, like right around the corner from where I grew up, there was a McDonald's. And there was this bench. And – Um, To sit And Ronald McDonald Like a painted Glossy painted to kind of look A real statue Of Ronald McDonald sat there And he was positioned Where He was kind of looking down at you Smiling and reaching out Like he could put his arm Around you if you wanted to get your picture Taken with it but it looked Like stranger danger (laughs) Instead and I was like, no, 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 no. And so, yeah, there was just that was that was why I feared clowns. And then later on in life, um, the food is why I feared McDonald's.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about some comics. Um, You mentioned Las Vegas. So so that comes out uh, March 6th is, is the first issue. So it's you and Janet Lee. So why don't you you tell us uh, the synopsis without you know giving it all away?
1: Well, Janet, uh, Janet and I, um, coming off of Dapper Men, um, uh, Eisner Award-winning Return of the Dapper Men. Now I'll take my douchebag hat off and go back to talking.
0: It's well earned, um, Uh
1: Oh, thanks. We. Uh, we both had kind of an itch to scratch uh, to do something that wasn't all ages. Um, And we both love sci-fi. I'm also a massive fan of classic film, um, as is she. And um, I for probably the past three or four years, heist films have moved up to probably one of my favorite genres um, when it comes to film. And, uh, I went, since I've moved out to LA, um, I've been here less than two years now, but, um, we moved and I, um, I went to Vegas and it is not as close as The Hangover and the OC makes it look. I don't know why people in The Hangover were rushing to get their tuxes on to drive back to Los Angeles because it is a 5-hour drive. Um and so I felt lied to about that. But um went to Vegas and it I just I thought there's something about it. Um That when I came back, um, there's a rush that I get um, when I go there. Um, And uh, I have a very addictive personality. Um, And it's a good thing that I just limit – I limit myself to a certain amount that I bring with me and I never go to the ATM there and I just, just set it aside as, all right, this is entertainment. This is how much I would spend if I were going to a Broadway show, if I were back in New York, um, and a nice dinner. So, um, with, um, but, but then I'll go and I'll watch like, or get as close as they'll let you, um, watch like, you know, the high roller tables and, or I'll play blackjack and I I happened to come off of um, – on that trip, I happened to come back ahead – come back up um, $400, which was big because I was like a lot more than I brought with me. And uh, and I just thought, you know what would be awesome is um, if we could do something in base. And so Janet came out to visit and, um, as it happens, whenever Janet and I get together, um, and we get together about four times a year, we just start spitballing ideas. It just happens too. like, we don't sit down and say, Hey, what do you want to do next? Like one of us will say something and the other will go, Oh God, that'd be a great story. And then it leads into this and then we'll go off into another tangent. They'll lead us to another story and another story. And she or I, depending on who's visiting whom, will leave with four – with like five or six potential stories. Um, and then generally um, they'll percolate in the back of my mind and I'll know which one – um. Needs to cook more. uh, Which ones, like generally, which like two are close, and then which one or two are ready to go? Like I like, I can't wait. We have to tell them. Um, And Las Vegas came because Janet came out to visit right after my trip to Vegas, and. We were up very, very late at night, one night, and one of the ideas we thought of was a babysitter or a, a, a daycare center in, uh, in Las Vegas on a Star Cruiser that's just a Vegas casino. Now, for the life of, me, of either of us, we can no longer fathom why we thought it was a good idea um, to do a story about um, <laughs> babies, about, about about alien babies and a daycare center.
0: And this was going to be a not all it, age book.
1: Yeah, correct. Okay. And we were like, wait, what? What? And I mean, we like she'd even sketched some. Because like, we get really punchy. We'll stay up really late. And that's how we come up with stuff is. We'll both be talking, and I'll be like throwing out things, and she'll start be sketching, and they're like, "Oh God, that's awesome," or "Oh no, that could be a story of this," um. And that was just one of those where it's like we came out creatively hungover, and we're like, and that was our moment of blackout, <laughs> we and but we still really liked the idea of a star cruiser. That was just one long casino. And, um, and then I started thinking, um, about Paul Newman's character in the hustler fast Eddie. Um, and how at the end of the movie, fats domino tells him, you know, that he's good. He's good. He's very good but he's he's fast at his to never play in any pool hall again, or else they'll kill him. Um, combined with Han Solo's smuggling years, like what I imagined those to be like, just that hot-headedness, um, I'll Never Get Caught uh, meets... Um, Uh, Danny Ocean in Ocean's Eleven um, having to pull off a heist uh, as well as Rick Blaine in Casablanca um, looking out for himself and not wanting to get tied up in anybody else's affairs. And it all kind of merged into this idea of a guy who... Um, has gotten in so far over um, that he's attracted the wrong attention everywhere and he has been taken aboard Las Vegas for all the wrong reasons. He's not a high roller or a whale that um, can go in and be treated to all the luxury and everything that Las Vegas affords you. Las Vegas is where you can go and only the like 0.001% um of the galaxy's highest rollers can go and you can there's no limits there there are no limit tables um anything you want you can find and you can get there uh but the dark secret of it is that the wait staff the servants the people that keep it running are all people who have uh who have busted big either on las vegas or on other planets and they are trying to work off their debts so they're their slaves um and roland the main character um who is that kind of amalgamation of all of those characters mentioned before Um, has quickly figured out uh, the percentages of what the house takes um, and uh, not just for living expenses but just what the house takes from your tips um, and what you're left over with that you'll never be able to pay down your debt. Um, So he comes up with a heist with a plan and he has 24 hours to – uh, pull this off uh, with a very very small team of people that he doesn 't even really consider friends, just people with a um, with their own agendas that he can trust, their own reasons for throwing in with him um, and uh, he has twenty four hours to be able to get on the floor uh, get an, uh, get enough money to get a ship and get away without anybody recognizing him and without getting caught. Um, and all of that sounds like a good idea and a fine idea. And of course those things never go right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's always a woman that you never expect. So we have an amazing, fun cast of characters Uh, that range from this human gambler looking out for himself and nobody else to uh, a mysterious uh, performer who is the greatest show in the galaxy um, to a blob of sentient ink. Uh, It it looks like a blob of sentient ink that's actually – very stretchy, uh, tell uh, uh, a very stretchy alien mass that can telepathically link with, uh, with other people. That's completely based on me watching Scotty Young do sketches at a con <laughs> and looking not at his sketches, but where he would brush off the excess ink from his brushes. And imagining what if
0: that came to life? Mm. So, yeah. And for how, not, uh, four issues. Yeah. Started. So how how do you determine that? Like, like, you know, you, here's this big idea we got, we got, yeah. and then
1: um, because it's this, it's a heist. I didn't want to pull it off. I didn't want it to, to drag too long. I wanted to keep that feeling of, of, we got to keep moving and nipping, nipping at their heels. Um, and, uh, and that sense of danger, um, and the, as soon as things begin to unfold, things don't just start to unfold for Roland, but an entire, like the entire house of cards, uh, others, other people's houses of cards, so to speak, begin to fall, uh, fall down as well. Um, now all of that said, uh, as I do with a lot of things, um, the story is left open to return. If people really enjoy these characters. So not saying if Roland's plan succeeds or not, but, uh, he and ink and all of the other characters, that character literally is called ink, by the way. (laughs) Um, uh, because you, can't pronounce his real name. So Roland just named him Inc. Um, so, uh, there, there is a chance that, and, and Janet has just done amazing and insane work, uh, in her character designs. And, uh, for those of you who know her work and saw her work on return of the dapper men, um, to see, this style is completely different and it'll blow your mind. It's it's so good.
0: Can't wait. You, I I do have to say um my problem with uh sci-fi comics sometimes is the the coloring sometimes just I mean I I looked at the the, the preview pages and it looks really good, but I and maybe it's just it has a different vibe, but like sometimes when I look at like Star Wars comics, mm-hmm. it just the color just doesn't seem right.
1: Well, um that's a that's a testament to Chris Sotomayor. Um he uh he kind of, you know, we it, it is a sci-fi comic, but it's also set in a casino. So we wanted to have that shine and sheen of and that's one thing about sci-fi. I think um or for me the kind of sci-fi I'm attracted to is um, the kind that's a bit more grounded, um, the kind with less apostrophes in the names, um, uh, which is one reason why I really like Star Wars is because you can uh, – as as a franchise and as, especially as the movies um, – not just because I grew up with them, but I think the reason why I identified with those more than I identified with Star Trek is because it felt a little bit more grounded to me. Um, the threats were more real; they had more touchstones that kind of that I could relate to not on a personal level but on more like they were they were more real and grounded. Even though people had weird names like Han Solo and Leia Organa, um, and even Luke Skywalker, those still seemed, you know, they, they seemed more mythical and, and earthy, um, than a Twi'lek or, you know, things like that. And so I just, I, I, I wanted to keep, um, Las Vegas that way as well. And so setting it in space, but still on a, on a luxury cruiser, uh, a casino, we got to make up our own games and do all of and fill it with crazy aliens. But Janet's art can still be way out there. And, and Soto can color it really crazy but he's also giving it that grounded feel of what a, what a casino would look like. You know, I mean, there are still certain color palettes and we look at things like there's a room that's based on um, Alphonse Mucha's winter. So, you know, you look at a piece of Art Nouveau art and, um, and take that color palette and put it towards there. And and hopefully that makes it more relatable to the audience. It's it's weird little things and maybe it's over psychoanalyzing it um, or thinking too much into it. But, you know, I mean, I think it's something that does resonate with like at least a subconscious level with readers. Or I'm just being an arrogant asshole writer.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. Now let's talk about okay so um see so you, you have Las Vegas and you're still working on on Mind the Gap
1: Oh yes Mind the Gap is definitely still moving right along we're actually finally um uh we're uh well we're we're getting to a lot of big reveals mm-hmm. and we are we're about to hit um the breakneck, no turning back stages. Um, issue seven is out. Issue eight will be out in, um, in a few weeks. Uh, for those listening, I apologize for the delay. Um, it, uh, between seven and eight. I, uh, I got laid up sick with that awful thing that was going around Um, and then Rodine caught it as well. So just as I was barely being able to type out like a page or two to keep him kind of fed, then he got hit with it. So, uh, it was just, and it was just, it was just really awful timing, but, um, uh, but eight is coming. And then, uh, nine is being drawn by Dan McDade. And issue nine is one that – I mean issue eight I'm really excited about because uh, it actually posits a theory as to why Elle cannot return to her own body. Mm. So it is – it's kind of like why The Last Man gave you three possible reasons of why all of the people, uh, or why all of the males of all species died, um, this is one of the reasons why Elle is able to do the different things that she does. Um, as far as be in other people's bodies and uh, um, what her reason is for being in the garden. And why she can't return to her own body.
0: Maybe you should. um, What's like your your quick pitch on this for like, let's say someone who's never read it.
1: Quick pitch for Mind the Gap is that it is a supernatural. Well, it's a um, it's a conspiracy thriller mystery with a supernatural bent um, about a girl who comes from a very wealthy family um, found attacked on a subway, uh, a New York City subway platform. But you quickly find out that it was no ordinary mugging. Um, she's brought into the coma wing uh, because she had been left in a coma uh, in a New York City hospital. And uh, the people there, her friends and family are all acting uh, very differently. Um, you're thrown right into the middle of the action and mystery as people try to cover up their tracks or try and get to the bottom of the conspiracy, and uh, as that begins to as that begins to pull out and widen, you see that it is a very large web that L is at the middle of, and everybody in everybody that we meet, as far as the cast of characters, whether they realize it or not, are all a part of this uh, conspiracy and mystery in one way or another um either playing an active role or um getting uh, uh or uh having been a pawn and the tagline is um uh oh crap uh, no sorry the tagline is um uh no one is innocent Oh wait ever, uh oh crap i forgot my own tagline um it was the the tagline is everyone is a suspect. No one is innocent. Yeah. And you will find that that is very true. Uh, as this series continues to roll on to, uh, um, to, uh, the very end. I'm not saying when it ends because it isn't, it's a, it's a closed ended ongoing kind of like why the last man and ex machina, um, where I know where the ending is. Um, This is all Elle's journey. Elle is the young lady who is attacked and in a coma. Um, And we are, uh, so yeah, that uh, I'm sorry. The supernatural twist though, is that Elle exists in a plane between life and death, which we call the garden. She's able to see and hear everything that people are saying around her uh, on our plane Um, and, uh, but meanwhile in her coma world, the garden, um, even though she knows everything, she has the answer to everything. She's at the center of it all. Um, she is an amnesiac in her own mind. So, uh, um, everything she's learning about herself, she's learning from the point of view of everyone else. So she's having to rebuild herself based on what other people think about her or say about her and weighing that out versus what she herself wants uh, wants or feels the need to become or the things that she is uh, – that she herself is discovering about herself through various memories as they start to reveal themselves. It's kind of like um, – uh, your subconscious is your subconscious holds things for you until your conscious mind is ready for it. That is what is happening to her so um in the uh in this current art wish you were here l is stuck in the body of an eight or of a um ten year old girl um named katie um who was declared brain dead and Katie has asked her has asked L to go down and take over her body and tell the truth and get to the bottom of um, what really happened to Katie, which was um, that she was attacked by her older brother and her parents covered it up because they didn't want to lose both of their kids. Um, meanwhile, while L is there, she is trying to get and give information about Um, her own situation. Um, We have two characters that are married, a police detective and a doctor, and uh, they're trying to, they're having to push their own belief system um, of science and facts to the limits to actually take this in and realize that there could be something more out there um, especially when Elle's best friend Joe is in their face from saying, This is really happening. Open your eyes, see that this is happening. This is Elle right here. And in issue eight, there is uh, a heartbreaking sacri- sacrifice that must be made. Um uh and then uh in issue nine, um, as I said, is a um is a fill-in issue. Um as far as artists go. Um, and it's being drawn by Dan McDade and it is, Dan is doing this, um, issue because he fits perfectly. It's, um, a silent issue and it is, um, three characters whose paths cross one another. Um, I, uh, that you, uh, that none of them are expecting to cross and none of them will come out the same and one of them will not come out alive. Mm. So, and, uh, it's very, um, uh, it's very Hitchcockian and that's why Dan is the best person to draw it because, um, he's giving it that Hitchcock feel and vibe. And Hitchcock was kind of the master of using um, silence to build tension.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so it's it's a it's it's an issue that I'm really really nervous about. But as far as how how fan reaction will be, but I'm hoping that they'll love it um, because it is it's a challenge as a writer to do that. Um, because, you know, a writer and an artist collaborate and then the writer adds their dialogue. Um, But oftentimes the artist is left, you know, people look at it and say, oh, look at all the pretty pictures, but you forget that the artist is a storyteller as well. And so, you know, Yes, I wrote the panel descriptions and the action, and now it's Dan's turn to tell the story. So it's going to be really, really interesting and fun, I hope. Well, as fun as somebody dying can be. (laughs) Um, And then issue 10 wraps up the arc um, with Rodine coming back, Uh, and that is the long-awaited reveal of who Hoodie is. Mm. hoodie for those uh, also just joining us um, is uh, a character that um, was uh, all we know about him is that or her (laughs) is that it is someone that was there uh, at the subway attack that um, that attacked L and has since then done some pretty bad things, um, blown up a building, caused car wreck, stolen some medical files, assisted in other dastardly deeds, framed L's boyfriend. Um, so who exactly it is? Um, we've kept a secret until issue 10 And, um, there've been a lot of guesses and I think people are going to be really surprised when they see who it is. And it also spins the series off into a completely different direction, um, which, uh, the next arc has already, uh, issue 11 start kicks off the next arc, which, I think the solicits for that come out very soon, like in the next week, I think, um, which is called out of bodies. And, uh, you will understand that when you get partially when you get to the end of issue eight, but definitely when you get to the, uh, to the end of issue 10. Um, and, uh, and I really wish I could say a little bit more, but, uh, don't, don't.
0: I mean, don't ruin it. We're,
1: we're, we're actually building up to something really huge with the book. Um, the first trade is out volume one, which collects issues one through five. Issue one is double size. So it's really like collecting is- six issues. And there's, uh, there's
0: a comic vine quote on the trade. Yes,
1: there is. Comic vine has been great to us. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, and it's only nine 99. It's available at your comic shop now. Um, and, uh, um, uh, and issues six and seven are out right now, so you can get caught up right away and jump on the mind the gap wagon. Yeah, You'll like it,
0: yeah. Because I I don't know like who Hoodie is or anything, and and um, because I I know I mean there's there's lots of clues, and I think you've mentioned that you know some of the answers are there, but mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of like part of me like doesn't want to know, like cause, you know I I know sometimes in in some of the issues you like go over like the details of, of things. And it's, it's kind of like, I don't want to overanalyze it and try to figure it out. Cause I, you know, I, I'm enjoying just seeing it all play out.
1: Issue, issue 10. Um, issue 10 is uh, not just the reveal of hoodie, but it kind of um, goes, it does almost exactly that. and goes back over events and you'll see it. Uh, from Hoodie's point of view, Um, but you'll also... uh, There are so many reveals in that. And then the next arc... The next arc... uh, Oh, God. Answers... Like, people... That's the one thing about long-form mysteries that really frustrates people, and I think that makes them either trade weight or leave a book is that they don't feel like they're getting answers. And I'd like to think that, um, we give answers. They raise more questions, but we give answers. Mm -hmm. Um, there's going to be a, like a answer dump, um, coming up, um, which will of course have their raise their own questions. But, um, Almost all of the questions raised at the by the at the first issue will be answered um, within the next five to seven issues I would say um, and uh, and then you you literally won't see where uh, where we're going next. You won't see it coming.
0: Uh, We have a question from Johnny Joker 28. So he says, I've been loving Mind the Gap. He wants to know if Joker, he wants to know if you have a set number of total issues in mind. So I know you don't want to reveal that, but do you? Yep.
1: Uh, And Rodine, Rodine knew how many issues going in, like every, uh, and image did as well. Everybody knew going in, like how long this was going to be. I kind of had to set that for myself as well. Um, so that because um, you kind of have to know your ending, um, because I I didn't want to, and it gets a bad rap, but since dam since Damon Lindelof himself has come out and said that they didn't know the ending, um, I didn't want to lost it. Um, <laughs> I wanted I wanted to have I wanted to 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 know how long it would be so that I could pace it properly so that when we ended, I could hopefully stick that ending, stick the landing.
0: So um, Johnny also says, has the number changed since the beginning? So are you still like on track? Like
1: you- um, if anything, it's gotten slightly tighter. It's gotten, a, it's, it's, it's gotten just a little bit shorter because i um I found myself looking ahead at at one arc specifically and realized that it was it was just gonna veer off over here for decompression's sake and also for it didn't serve the purpose of the overall story uh necessarily um uh, it was almost like a vanity arc if that makes sense and it it just didn't need to be there um it could it was something that could be a mini arc like a two-parter so uh so it actually shrunk to a two-parter um and uh so that's that was that's about the only that's the only tweak really
0: now what about um is there gonna be a sequel to Return of the Dapperman?
1: We would like to uh, go back to Anarev, Janet and I. Um there are and you know, I mean, in the back of the first edition and the special edition of Return of the Dapperman, it mentions uh Time of the Dapperman, which is um the sequel. And we've said that You know, it was, it was always planned as like our, well, we always thought that when we first started that it would just going to, it would just be a calling card book. Like, Hey, we did this book. Hope you like it. This is what we can do. We had no idea that it would be met with what it was met with, like with any success or anything like, um, Uh, And we've been overwhelmed by the reception and just very, very humbled. Um, And we want, we do want to go back there one day. Um, There are some issues that we uh, need to resolve and clear up before we can go back there. And there's, uh, there's one or two, there's this story, Las Vegas, that we're doing and one other story that, um, that, that Jana and I are just really, really dying to tell, um, before we even think about, um, going back. I mean, we know the stories that we would tell, um, because it's, it's, it's Aiden's journey. And I mean, I know the I know the ending for that. We have we have the spine for the whole thing. Uh but it's 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 further down the line. So sorry that you'll have to wait for time for a while but there's just there's some things uh that we are having to wait on but there's also some things that we just We want to get it right Mm -hmm. when, when we go, when we go back, we set the bar. Apparently we set the bar so high for ourselves, um, that we have to be in that place, uh, when, when we do it. And right now we're in, we're in outer space and, and next we're going to be, we're actually going to be somewhere else which is way too early to talk about. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um, so I'm going to take some questions from the community here. So these are just uh, the general questions. Um, first is, which,
1: by the way, I didn't realize this was live. Hi, guys. Oh, no, no,
0: no. It's not live.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
0: No, no, these are just they, – they, there's, there's a, 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 a thread. And, like, this uh, question okay. is actually from a month ago. Oh. So okay. these are just, just general questions. Well, um, general question people. So this is, uh, Magi D Javid says, um, guest, if you are an artist writer from Marvel or DC, so you, you used to be Marvel. Yep. Um, what book would you recommend from the opposite company and one from your company, not including your book? So what, what, would you, what Marvel DC and image book would you recommend?
1: Okay. Yeah. Cause I would, I would honestly and especially because they're now up to about 10% of the market share. I would definitely consider image, throwing image into there. Yeah. Um, uh, and it depends on your taste. I would also look outside of capes and tights and follow the writer that you like or follow the artist that you like uh, because everybody's got their stories to tell. Um, I um, – I love, um, right now, um, the things that God, I am reading currently, uh, that I, I really, really, yeah, yeah, let's see. I have to go back to my comics. Um, I love volleyball. Uh, I just, I absolutely love volleyball. I am completely uncoordinated and cannot play any sport except for volleyball. So Mara by Brian Wood is like way, way, way up there.
0: I haven't haven't Uh, read the second issue yet.
1: It's really good. Um, Peter Pansenfaust Faust is really Mm -hmm. fun. Um, uh, I love, you can hate as much as you want, but I think if you're hating on it, Then you really haven't read it, but amazing spider or avenging spider, a little bit of superior spider-man and avenging as well. Yes. Avenging is from a different, it's kind of from the whole Marvel universe's point of view. Um, Doc Ock is Spidey with the twist because although in all honesty, if you haven't read it by now and you're holding out because you're hating on it, um, Peter Parker's still there. Peter Parker is still in his mind, but Doc Ock is Spidey. So there's an amazing struggle going on, back and forth.
0: Well, yeah, I mean the the issue where he's he's going against Vulture, and you're just seeing how you know Doc Ock can be a hero, and it's just I I, I call it like a big science experiment thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's fantastic. I love it, and I don't I I don't really get um. I don't get the hate yeah. at all because it's funny. Um anytime something happens to change Peter Parker's status quo, people really go up um on it. And then you think, well, haven't you read like Batman <laughs> or Superman or anything involving any superhero? I'm not saying the status quo is going to go back to exactly what it was. I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. I'm not in this inner circle, so. But it's it has it, to enjoy the ride, though. You that's longs that's long form fiction. You have to you have to experience new and different things and let the character learn from it. Otherwise, it grows stagnant. Mm-hmm. So. Stepping off of my soapbox, Um, I would also say uh, the usual suspects, Fatal and Saga, are Mm -hmm. fantastic. And Thor right now, holy cow. I've never really, like, I've always said that Thor is one character that I could never, ever, ever write. Thor is amazing. I'm not saying that I can write this version of Thor that's happening right now. I am sitting back and loving the ride though. I absolutely love it. Um, as far as DC goes, um, I I'm really liking what, uh, what Mark Wade's doing on Hulk and the Avengers books. And I'm interested in where Bendis is going in all new X-Men. That's a lot of Marvel now books. Mm-hmm. Um, DC, I've never really been a huge DC head, like just nothing against them or against the books or anything. I just, didn't grow up with them. Um, that said, I'm a sucker for any Batman crossover. Like anytime there was a Batman crossover, I would buy it. So, uh, and, um, but Scott Snyder, ever since he took over Batman, even pre 52, mm-hmm. um, Batman, um, and pretty much anything Scott Snyder's writing. And, uh, um, sadly, even though I got canceled, even though it was canceled, I'd go back and pick up the back issues of iVampire yeah. because I think they were amazing. Um, and, uh, and I think Jeff Johns did the impossible with Aquaman. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a whole new pull list for you. You're welcome from me just blowing your paycheck.
0: Yeah. I, I think Jeff Johns is going to do it also with with Just League of America. When you look at like, I mean, like vibe and and you know all these like, why is he picking these characters for this team?
1: I really, really am interested in that because I love weird ass lineups. Um, I will be the first to admit one of my favorite cross or one of my favorite limited series was in the eighties and it was fallen angels. Oh yeah. And I mean, when you have lobster boy and boom, boom and sunspot cannonball, devil dinosaur, uh, all in a book, hanging out in a mall in, on, in LA or San Francisco. I can't remember which one yeah. it was like on the other side of the country because <laughs> they ran away. Yeah. I just, what? So I really, I'm, I'm always interested to see when you take really quirky, different characters and put them together, put them in a room and see what happens. Yeah. So, and then, Oh God, there's this book, mind the gap and another lost <laughs> Vegas.
0: Well, you're not supposed to say your own.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: just. Kidding. Yeah, but but I mean, and like you said about like uh, you know following creators, and and I mean you know I I loved all your Hawkeye books, you know the different series. So you know when when you're doing Mind the Gap, I was like, I don't even need to know what it's about. You know, I'm I'm gonna gonna read that. And same thing with, with with you know Las Vegas. It's you know it, I don't I don't think it was until today that I really looked into what the premise was. But it's it's just like I don't need to know and and like oh. like last week um Andy Diggle and Jock they they had a a book from Image Snapshot
1: Oh my god I bought it and I haven't gotten a chance to read it yet but I love I love them I love losers and I I read the one I I just read the one paragraph um about it and I was like I'm in
0: And see I I didn't even read that I was I was just like they got a book uh, okay I'll buy it I'll, uh, yeah so yep. But like like you said, sometimes you know, try something different. You know, outside and I love the superhero comics, but you know, there's yeah. plenty of other things.
1: No, I am I'm that way with 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 a number of people. A lot of times because they're my friends, and I've uh, and I just I I really respect them as people, and in turn respect their work. Um, but. Uh, I will do that with uh Brian K. Vaughn mm-hmm. in a heartbeat. Yeah. I I have I have a writer's crush. Like uh my writer brain wants to eat his
0: writer brain. <laughs> um let's see. So new onslaught. Um he has a question about Spider Woman, Jessica Drew. Um I don't know. I don't think I know the answer to this. He's like has it ever been addressed in any Marvel comic that Spider-Woman's electric blasts and Spider-Man's stingers have nothing to do with spiders? He says, I know I'm nitpicking, but I'm, a, I'm studying biology and these kind of mistakes tend to irk me. I, I, um, uh, I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I don't think that every power that people have every power set is completely derivative, especially if they have multiple ones. And I think that in the other or in something or after one more day, um, or somewhere they got rid of Peter Parker's, uh, spider zap thing. Yeah. Um, um, Jessica Drew's thing—that was—that was an enhancement, right?
0: Like, yeah, it depends. I think there's two different origins. Like, high evolutionary was involved, or he wasn't.
1: Yeah. So, but you know, her main thing—you got to go by her main thing. You can't really call her Spider Woman now with more zap power. Um, just like Mockingbird. Um, Mockingbird, her name. Is because a mockingbird mimics uh, what it's called, like mimics the call of another bird. But, and so she would, actually, the reason why she took that code name, I think I would know a little bit about Mockingbird. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason she took that code name was because when she was fighting, she would throw quips um, to annoy and keep her uh, opponent off guard. Um, that said, that wasn't her main uh, power, quote unquote. Uh, her main ability was um, hand-to-hand combat, using the battle staves. Also, she was, um, she's a spy. She's shield-trained, super spy, uh, highly trained in gymnastics, all of that. But that's really hard to sum up in one codename.
0: Yeah. Hope that answers your question. I think it does. Yeah. And then the other thing, um, I, I, uh, Marjorie Lou was, was on uh, a couple weeks ago and I forgot what we were talking about. I think it was about the law, the le- legality. Cause with, with, um, North star, I think it was about North star possibly getting deported or something, but I was like, you know, it's a Marvel universe. Maybe like the law is different. So maybe the physics is different for spiders, Maybe there's some species with zapping powers that we don't know about.
1: Yeah. So how right. would you get deported?
0: <laughs> oh, because um, the the whole thing with, with North Northstar is because how he's married, and but he's he's um, Canadian, and the state of New York doesn't recognize um his marriage. So he yeah
1: does New York New York passed gay marriage a year and a half ago.
0: Well, not in, in Marjorie's book. Or no 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 the the state accepts it but the federal government doesn't
1: Oh yeah so but so
0: that's why he's going to get it the
1: uh, That's not what got him He could have a work visa
0: Well he he's no cuz his his whole thing is you know he 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 doesn't may not even have a passport cuz he oh. he can fly he just he comes and he goes as he walk pleases
1: away from them But also that's why that's that's uh that's what both immigration reform and Doma uh, oh, and overturning DOMA are uh, are addressing for those of you who follow politics, especially when it comes to gay marriage. Like I do, <laughs> the more you know. And mm-hmm. now we have a little rainbow from NBC. Uh,
0: hey, it's wrong, so, wrong network. <laughs>
1: star, sorry,
0: that's okay. Um, Manju, but, G- yes, Go-
1: <laughs> when growing up,
0: yeah, no, no, I, I told you. Yeah, I remember those. Um, is there like a star? flying to or something like that
1: yeah I think theirs was and they had they had like it wasn't reading rainbow but it was like there was a there was a reading one like an illustrated illustrated book thing because they had the trouble with Miss Switch and they also had um they also had a uh, Rudyard Kipling one that I'll never forget as part of their Saturday morning lineup they had they had Part of it. Sorry. Reminiscing <laughs> about times way too far
0: back. Okay. Let's see. Um, Manju Gora um, says he's been a Spider-Man fan from a distance. Um, he, he's watched the 90s. far back. He's, he's watching 90s cartoons and movies. Um, he started reading when Alpha showed up. Um, so now he wants to go back oh. and read all 700 issues. So he wants to know where the evil enforcers now. They showed up in the early old books. I they I don't think they're just they're not used anymore. Uh, Was that like like Fancy did, Dan did in Montana? I,
1: yeah, I think Dan used them recently. I don't know the I. Whenever I'm trying to find those things, I go to two places, two or three places. I go to Wikipedia. I also go to Comic Vine mm-hmm. because. Your users tend to update these things quite yeah. often, um, and then there's also like a Marvel that a Marvel Comics database thing that's not run by Marvel, but they do it, like they update it far more frequently. Oh, but if you're looking for Spider-Man stuff, there is a um, oh gosh, there's a Spider-Man website that updates like all the time they're super good about it and i'm totally blanking out i
0: think i may have seen them before but awesome. yeah
1: yeah but there are lots of i mean just type in type type their name in a google search and and it'll come up um but i'm really glad that you like alpha because um josh Viakov is writing an alpha series and i read the first issue i read
0: it too awesome yeah i, I got Mar- marvel let me review it early so i was like cool oh yeah yeah,
1: yeah. josh let me read it early yeah.
0: um <laughs>
1: and yeah it's it's really good i love i love the concept and um and it's a it's it's a new character new property yeah.
0: love it and especially now with the superior spider-man twist it, i mean it it changes things oh yeah oh i i did want to mention um how you said you use comic vine um so we're, we're going to be. Uh, Updating our site, it's like we're gonna get a new new site, um, basically, and we're gonna have a new search function. I'm really excited about this, where you'll be able to add in multiple things. Like you can type in, um, "I want to see all the issues of Wolverine in space in the 70s." Oh my god! And it, it'll go through all because I mean, we we basically I think we have like the biggest comic book data, database now. I mean, you know, looking at you know traffic numbers and all, and just what we ha- content. So. 'Cause like I've always wanted, you know, I this is something I've been hounding engineers from the beginning. It's like I want to see be able to find like all the, the issues where Spider Man and Human Torch team up. But I now
1: you like literally standing on scaffolding and there's all of these people in a comic book vine uniform in front of computers, and you're yelling down at them the things that you want. And that's only <laughs> because I barely I can barely even blog. So the idea of what you're saying and what you what you guys are gonna roll out blows my mind. I'm I just picture that it's NASA level technology. Yeah, it, it's going it, have to it's, use.
0: It's crazy because I was like, as like, is there any limit? To how many things? And they're like, nope. So I mean, this. Oh my god. Yeah, so I, I can't can't wait. Um, it should be like the end of the month. Um, that that they because they, they've been working on this for like almost a year. Because we we came over to CBS end of March and then, you know, and, and part of when our, our previous company whiskey media was, was acquired and split, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, we need to build a new platform. So they've been working on that. And then our, our video game site giant bomb is, is going to roll out, um, I believe this week and, um, like the, the beta versions up, people can play around there and, and then we're next. So it's like, it, it's kind of nice because like the other site, they get to work out all the bugs first, you know, nice. let, let them figure it out and then, then we'll, we'll we'll go up, but like like one of the things um, I was just talking to the the lead engineer, he's like, I need to know all of the weird wacky comic book numbering scenarios because you know you can have zero issues, you can have negative issues, you can have half issues, point
1: one point one
0: issues. He's like, is there any 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 time like with letters like issue A or you know one A? I was like, I don't think they've done letters.
1: Please don't give any more ideas. No,
0: we don't need that. <laughs> So, okay. Second question from Um He says, this is more general to all comics. When reading a comic, do you have a particular voice for each character? Growing up in the 90s, all the voices sound like 90s cartoons to me.
1: <laughs> um, I, I do, kind of. Um, but I don't know that – I don't – It's actually a little bit more like if I were reading it out loud <laughs> as opposed to um, – like if I were reading a script out loud rather than if I actually hear their voices, which I don't know which is the more like mentally unstable version for me. Um, but I will say that – I never, ever, ever remember that Spider-Woman is supposed to be British. Oh, yeah. Ever. ever. So um, whenever something like the motion comic or anything involving Spider-Woman happens, I, I don't at all. Um, I will say, oh, I do, he- I do hear people in um, – I think I'll always hear Spider-Man – and Iceman and Firestar in <laughs> Spider-Man and his amazing friends' voices. Yeah. And I'll hear Wolverine in, uh, in the 90s cartoon, not in the one time they appeared. And he was like really – Australian. Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> no one ever heard that.
0: Would you like a piece of fruit? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, what? what
0: uh, happened to you? Yeah, that, that was, was weird. Um, I, I think they also said Magneto. On, yeah. on Spider-Man is amazing friends, instead of Magneto. So it's oh, like,
1: it's like what? Yeah, there's 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 an editor, and we're friends. Oh, he'll let me make fun of him. And, and I think we've said this up. I think people have said it before. There's an uh, Mark Paniccia. We we give him a hard time all the time because he says Havoc. <laughs> um, he says Magneto, and oh uh, crap. He has another one that's super weird um, that we're like – it's it should be really easy to say, um, but he doesn't. And then um, uh, Thanos and Thanos has always been a debate, mm-hmm. but I think that it's – um Thanos yes. is actual
0: pronunciation. Yes. Um uh, Jim Starlin, I I, yes. I looked that up and he yep. that's how he said it in, in videos.
1: And um and then uh there was another one that uh oh, crud, I wish I could remember.
0: Oh well. Wow. I, I used to always say um polaris instead of polaris. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, no. And and I would say Hank Pime instead of Hank Pym. Oh wow. Well, because like PIM sounds yeah. like like DIM, but he, uh, he's supposed to be you know a smart guy, and and <laughs> and, and, and like PIM particles. I mean, I don't know. I always say like pine particles, and because like pime, like rhyme, you know, it's got the Y in there, and people are like no. But the one I get a lot is um Rachel Ghoul, because everyone's like it should be Razel Ghoul because of Batman Begins, but I I asked on. What? I asked um and- Andrea Romano for, you know who's the the voice director for like all animated stuff and you know Batman animated series you know it was always Rachel Gould, and huh. and I even asked um Diedrich Bader because I, I interviewed him a couple times for like Brave and a Bold and and he's he's like he's like DC told us it's it's Rachel Gould, that's what we do. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I I get a lot, and and the other one is Constantine or Constantine, and because I, I
1: don't say John Constantine,
0: I think it's see. Now I always get confused which one it is because I I think it's supposed to be Constantine. Yeah. There's just there was an image I I saw it where it explains that, but I always would say Constantine, and I don't know how it was in the the Keanu Reeves movie because I try to not think about that movie too much. <laughs> but but that's that's the other one, and and. Yeah, people like to get on my back whenever you know, video, and I'll, I'll like with, with Thanos because I, I did a, a three minute expert video on Thanos, and they're like it's supposed to be Thanos, and I was like, nope, and I would give them a you know a, a clip with, with Jim, Jim Starlin saying it.
1: Uh, when um, there are uh, the there were a few people that did when Mind the App early on, uh like for the first issue, there were a few video reviews and then also at conventions, uh, when people talk to me about it, um, L's full name is Ellis or her first name is, is Ellis, but she goes by L and people call her, uh, for some reason, some people call her Ellie and, um, because it's spelled E L L E. And, um, I, I, I'm just I can't bring it to I can't bring myself to correct them because I don't want to make them feel bad. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh games. Especially in a in in a reading medium. Yeah. What's really funny is before we had the internet and such access to everything I thought – because Stan Lee uh, is white and old, I thought Jim Lee was related to him. <laughs> I had no idea Jim Lee was Asian. None whatsoever. Never crossed my
0: mind. <laughs> That's great. Um, looking at the time, I mean I, I should probably yes. let you go. Um, we, 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 we definitely need to do this again sometime.
1: Yeah, it'd be fun.
0: And maybe, well, yeah, we'll see. Like, maybe when, you know, see, Las Vegas comes out in March. Um,
1: yeah. Oh, and or- Janet Lee, she is not Asian. <laughs> so, see, there's the confusion.
0: Yeah.
1: But yes, no, this is fun.
0: Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take
1: questions. We'll look them up ahead of time. About yeah. If we want to like, say, hey, how do we pronounce this?
0: Well, I mean, people always, always they, they get on my, they're like, you should announce who's going to be on the next podcast, but, you know, sometimes, you, you you know, you guys all have crazy busy schedules and, you know, sometimes yeah. things... Yeah,
1: we kind of threw this one together, like, pretty quick, like, hey, let's just do this Yeah, you know, at the time.
0: Yeah, so it's like, and then, and, you know, I, I had, I knew we, you know, I had every, every faith in you that we would talk to, you, but something could come up, and, and then, you know, people might be like, well, you said this, and and sometimes it's like, it's, it's the, the suspense, you know, surprise, like who's going to be on the next one. So,
1: <laughs> or it's a letdown. No,
0: it's me. no, no. <laughs> well, there was one week where I had, um, my, my freelance writer from Chicago. He, he was on there. I was, I was like, it's like, yeah, you know, I've, I've had, you know, Scott Snyder, um, Dennis Claro, you know, I was naming all these people. I was like, and then, and met, and he's like, wow, man. <laughs> but anyways, I, I will let you get going. Um, Again, thanks. So, you know how I feel about your books. And you know uh, everyone, like you said, you mentioned it, we'll say it again. Mind a gap, pick up the trade, you know, get, get caught up on that. And from what you're saying, it sounds like.
1: Six and seven and add to your pull
0: list. Yeah. And Las, Las Vegas. Tell yes,
1: to, please add that to your pull list. Tell the stores,
0: order this book. It's, it's another, another great image book. I mean, images on a roll.
1: Thank you. And, uh and uh, I like to eat.
0: Yeah and, so, and and still pick up Dapperman.
1: Yeah, yeah, the special edition is uh is out. The the first edition, the red spine edition uh is completely sold out. So you now have a collector's item. That's cool. Um and the special edition has the two stories that we did in uh in the uh free comic book day, the two different free comic book day stories we did in 2010 and 2011 and uh or 2011 and 2012 can't remember um and those uh those tell aurora's story and also another story that will bridge into time of the dapper men uh when if we ever get a chance uh or have the time and so to speak, to, uh, to go back.
0: Okay. sounds So pick it up. Yeah. And and hopefully we'll see you in another game show soon.
1: Uh, that would be so much fun or hosting one.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Who needs Drew Carey? I mean, you you can take that job.
1: Uh, you know, no, I would love to host family feud. I just am obsessed with family feud. (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you later.
0: All right. Thanks a lot.
1: Thanks. Bye.
0: Bye. All right. So thanks again to Jim McCann. So read Mind the Gap. If you haven't read Mind a Gap, I mean, definitely pick up the first trade, and you know, from like what you heard, it's it's not your typical comic, and and you know, I, I know I'm just repeating myself, but that that's what's good. It's like try something different. And Las Vegas, it's like uh, definitely. I mean, you you gotta get that. <laughs> so let's let's do some more questions. So um, these are the Twitter questions. Um, so again, the reminder. If you have a question, you want to do an Ask G-Man question, you can go to the Ask G-Man video question thread in the general forum. Ask your questions there. So I'm catching up on, on those. And or go on Twitter so you can at reply me G-Man from heck. Use the hashtag Ask G-Man because that's how I, I filter them out and and try to to get them here. And some of these questions I will will answer in, in video format. So you never know. Um, so let's see. This first question is from, first a Twitter question, is from Sustuli Sublimatum. Uh, he says, hi, Tony, do you know where I can find a map of Oa or a floor plan for the Owen Citadel? You know, I do not know um, where you can find that one. I don't know if the Guardians would, would want you to have access to that. Uh, I, mean, I mean, the best thing is, is you, you do a Google search. I mean, I I don't know if it's if it's actually been mapped out. I mean, I I've seen maps of like Gotham City, um, you know, just the, the different areas of of the city, the different boroughs or or whatever you want to call it, different um neighborhoods, uh, but I don't know if they've actually mapped out. Oh, because you know, it, it's it's a good question. It's like, what the heck is a planet like? Because you know, we we know we have the central power battery, and we have the room wherever the you know the guardians hang out, and then the you know the training rooms, and then Guy Gardner's bar, if if that still exists. On there in the new fifty-two, um, but I don't know if they've ever actually mapped it out. That's something that pr- probably would have been an annual. And again, if anyone has seen one, definitely you know chime in in, in the in the comments um, here or you know include an image. I'm trying to do a a, a Google search. I just did one now, and the first thing it came up is is when I tried typed in map of Oa, it automatically put Oakland, which Oakland's not quite like Oa, um, and then I did find. I, I, I'm assuming you're, you're talking about a map of a planet, but the, I did see on um, GLCore.DCUWiki.Net um, there is a sector guide. It, there's no map, but it, it it tells you to sector. So I don't think that's what you want. I think you know you wanted the planet, which or the Owen Citadel. I don't. I don't know if, if I've ever seen one, but I'm I'm really curious now to see what that would would look like. Tyler Typhoon says who would win the ultimate fight between Batman and black Panther. So if you saw um, Greg's uh, Batman monthly Batman article, so he did pit um, It's funny that you asked this question. And I, I think I responded to you on Twitter is, you know, he did put Batman up against black Panther and, you know, it really depends. Yeah. You know, they always say, or, you know, people always say that, that Batman always wins, but, it does depend on his infamous prep time, you know, because if he has time to, to study, to, you know, figure out uh, a, a person's, you know, strengths and weaknesses, then yeah, he can overcome them. You know, he always comes up with a way cause that's just, that's what he does. Um, but not given any prep time that, that could be a little trickier cause you know, Black Panther could have stuff that Batman's not ready for. And, as great of a fighter as Batman is, he doesn't usually go for like like the kill shot. You know, he, I guess maybe he tries to gauge his opponents at at the time, but we've never really seen him go up against like a brand new foe. I mean, I, I guess you could say with, with, with like the Talons. You know, here is his unstoppable force, and and you know he thought he's he's fighting the, when he first encountered a Talon, falls out out of Wayne Towers, you know, lands on a, on a car. He's like, oh, I, I guess it's dead. So. You know, that, that's unfortunate. He fell out the window, but, you know, I was trying to save my life. And so, in, in that case, you know, he did make the mistake. You know, he he thought that Talon was dead, but it, but he wasn't. And if they weren't in Wayne Towers, you know, if if they were fighting somewhere else, I believe they were in Wayne Towers. Now that I think about it. But, you know, it, it's possible that the fight could have extended. And, you know, Batman could have just said, okay, I, I can take this guy out. And then, you know, he, he gets surprised. So, and plus, it's you know what it comes down to—it's comic book. So you know, you you could write it where where anyone can win. I mean, you know, we, we saw Squirrel Girl defeat Doctor Doom, and you know, maybe she just always could do that, or maybe she just got lucky that time. So it would be a, a really really good fight because you know they're both they both are fighters. You know, you you want to hand it to Batman because you know he he does defeat everyone, but you know, that doesn't have to be always. If if we're trying to get a little you know at least a little bit more realistic. Uh, Let's see. Elwood Tose just read Lady Shiva issues a Nightwing. I don't think Shiva is the same age as Nightwing. She says um, something can be deceiving um, thoughts. So that that was a problem I had, which uh, these were the, the issues written by Tom DeFalco. What bothered me is, you know, Penguin saying no one knows who Lady Shiva is. Word is she's close to your age. Now that, that can mean a lot of things. First of all, does Penguin have an idea exactly how old Dick Grayson is? You know, he, he might figure, oh, this guy, he's probably in, in his, his early 20s. But, you know, maybe he, he's in his late 20s or maybe he's in his early 30s. You know, maybe he just has really good skin. You know, he, he doesn't have any, you know, smile wrinkles around his his, his mouth. So I, I didn't like that they threw. I thought that line was was unnecessary. You know, it, you didn't need that there because if you don't know anything about Lady Shiva, if she's this unknown, you know, assassin you have no idea how old she is. And, you know, maybe you can gauge it to like when she started being active, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, she could have started, you know, if if they assume she was active when she was, you know, 15, you know, maybe she was really 25 or maybe she was 30. So there, there's no way to know it. And that's the other thing. If she was close to his age, that means when they first fought in, in the Nightwing Zero issue. So, you know, Nightwing was probably like 15 or 16, I believe. So that would mean that Lady Shiva would be, you know, sixteen, seventeen, maybe eighteen, and she was already like this renowned assassin, which yes is possible, but she wouldn't have much time to have a reputation unless, you know, she started when she was twelve and you know she just was this, you know, crazy killer kid. So I I I don't agree with that. And of course because, you know, if Shiva is younger, then that means she can't be Cassandra Kane's mom. So I don't think she's close to to Nightwing's age. I mean, she could be in her late twenties, or you know, maybe early thirties. And, and and didn't she wear a mask? I'm trying to remember. Maybe I'm trying to block out like what her armor looked like. So I don't know. Um, Elwatosa says, uh, "Let's see. Okay, never mind. That's just a comment about Nightwing." Sixteen. Elwatosa then says, "Who would win in a fight, Aunt May or Martha Kent?" Um. Let's see. Martha was probably in better shape, you know. She didn't have all the illnesses that, that Aunt May had. But Aunt May is kind of spunky, and she's she's you know been. Th- it seems like she's been through more than than Martha has. So I I'm thinking that Aunt May would would have that one. Jarvis or Alfred? It's definitely Alfred. I mean, Jarvis may have been exposed to more with the Avengers, but Alfred. I mean, he's he's with Batman, so there's definitely him. Jimmy Olsen or Jay Jonah Jameson. Um, I might give it to J. Jonah Jameson, because there is a time when he was actually working out. I mean, there's one cover I love where he's like actually punching Spider-Man. And there was a time where he was like working out, you know, he he was always having this gym bag. And you know, we were led to believe is like, could Jay Jonah Jameson actually be the hobgoblin? So that was, you know, back when you know we had no idea who the hobgoblin was, and it, you know, was it Lance Bannon? Was it was it, you know, Lufty Donovan, was it Ned Lee's, you know, you didn't know who it was. And they, you know, we were, they were trying to trick us into thinking it was Jameson because why is all of a sudden he's working out? So maybe he could do it. Um, Jimmy Olsen, does he even work out? I mean, what, what does he do? He just walks around with his camera. I mean, I don't, I've never seen him go to a gym. So let's give it to the to, to JJ, J Um, Jeffrey Edge says with everyone dying, it's surprising Spidey hasn't died earlier. How would people take it if Wolverine died next? well spider-man there was a time where spider-man was missing it was like in all the, the month book i forget what they call it is was, he wasn't in the issues and it was like in in amazing spider-man spectacular spider-man i think even web of spider-man and you know it's just a little thing in the corners like like spider-man's missing or something like that um what it was is there was like i think there was an explosion or like a building fell or something and and you just didn't know what happened to him. And, and the stories just kind of went on for that month. You know, that they went in each issue, each issue. I think what had happened is like his costume was in tatters. And then he had to make his way back to New York somehow. Um, but you know, he, he is dead in the, in the ultimate universe and, you know, supposedly dead is dead. You know, he's not going to come back from that. So, um, we'll see as for Wolverine, Wolverine also is dead in the ultimate universe. Uh, I, they, they can't kill Wolverine. You know, it, it's it's hard to, to believe that they actually killed Spider-Man. But with Wolverine, he's just, he's everywhere. I mean, it's for different reasons. I mean, Spider-Man, we know is going to come back because he's Spider-Man. You know, he's basically Marvel's mascot. So he has to come back. Um, as for Wolverine, you know, he's he's still in the Avengers. He's in the X-Men. He's running the school. You know, he's he's got Savage Wolverine and he's going to have his other, you know, so he's going to have two solo books. Um, I just, you, you can't kill him. I, I mean, and you you can equate him to like when um, Sabretooth w- was killed, you know, he had his head chopped off, but then it turned out it wasn't. So, you know, they, they could figure it out somehow not to kill him. Although that, what was Sabretooth a clone or something? I don't even, didn't, couldn't even figure it out. I mean, it was just, sorry, man. I don't want anything about that, but you can't kill Wolverine because it, it, he's just too much of a, like a, for, like, you know, just a conflict between Wolverine and Cyclops. You know, if, if he wasn't there, there would be a hole in the heart of the X-Men. They couldn't, they couldn't handle it. Um, Daniel Carroll. And plus, you know, plus Wolverine is just, you know, he's, he's a franchise on his own. So you, you don't want to get rid of that. Daniel Carroll says in new Avengers, Dr. Strange has a an Agamotto and a cloak of levitation. When did he get them back? Uh, I believe that was in, in new Avengers also. Um, they did this big like magic arc. Um, and then he was kind of hanging around and then I I didn't dig it so much. So I, I didn't really, I kind of skimmed through those issues, but I believe the just the way it ended where, you know, the, the bad guy was defeated and it was just like, okay, Dr. Strange, you need to keep it. Um, he doesn't seem like he he still uses it. I'm I'm trying to think in new the new 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 Avengers current new Avengers. I don't recall him. I don't know if he's wearing a cape. And even you know, I just, just read that that issue um, the other day, so it's it's just one of those things. You know he he has to have it because um, things. I'm I'm trying to remember what what happened with uh, um, Brother Voodoo because you know he was supposed to be the Sorcerer Supreme, and everyone's like what. And that obviously didn't work out for him. You know, brother voodoo and his ghost brother. And it's just, it seems like a bad sitcom brother voodoo and the ghost brother. <laughs> I don't know. Zombie13 says, do you think we'll ever get a third Hellboy movie? Um, I love the first two and the animated ones quite a bit. It doesn't seem like it's going to, I don't know what the whole, I, I think what it came down to is, is they didn't do that great box office wise. And, I don't know what the budget were and, you know, I don't, I don't know if they were just not a success, but it seemed like a lot went into it and for it to happen. I mean, it should be Guillermo del Toro doing it. Cause you know, cause I, I loved the last one and I, I know some people didn't like it, but I, I just thought, I mean, the story was interesting and just, you know, visually, I mean, it was, it was, it was amazing. It was, it was great stuff and I couldn't imagine. I mean, obviously, yeah, you can get someone else to direct it. Uh, or you know you can get you know someone to write it but the other thing with Ron Perlman you know he i believe he was not crazy about putting on all that makeup you know it t- takes a long time the prosthetic and all all that he did do it um i think it was last year i don't know time flies where you know there there is a a, a child who you know was was sick and you know he really liked hellboy and he Wanted to meet Hellboy, and so Ron Perlman, the great guy that he is, you know, he he suited up for it. Um, as for the animated movies, they were kind of weird. How you know the the style was a little different, and you know weren't really it wasn't really what I expected. But you know, it, I thought it was great that they actually made those. And again, maybe those DVDs didn't. It's 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 unfortunate if if this is the case. You know, for some reason, why didn't they make a third animated movie? I mean, maybe. They, they weren't selling and, you know, it's all about cost effectiveness and, you know, maybe it's also because, you know, people probably watch it on YouTube or, you know, whatever, BitTorrent and, you know, people, they don't realize that, you know, everyone wants everything for free. No one wants to pay money. You know, I, I would like to have everything for free, but you have to support the industry. And I'm not saying you, Zombie13, would, would do this, but, you know, that's unfortunately what a lot of people do on the internet. They, they expect everything and you know if if there if there's no profit it's not there's not going to be more so either that's the case or people just didn't watch it in the first place and and you know i'm starting to get sad um general h87 says i want to buy an outside of canon storyline i'm thinking all-star superman any other recommendations um definitely all-star superman is is great i mean that is I mean if you're going to read a Superman story that that's what you need right there it, it's it's self-contained you know you got a beginning and an end and you know Grant Morrison did a great job Frank Quietly was was awesome on there um if you're looking for like other Superman um you know you, you could get like you look for the mini series um like uh Red Sun you know that's that's an elseworlds you know it obviously doesn't really compare it's a different Superman story but you know that is self-contained um it's an elseworlds I don't remember if I said that so you know you have that um, there's also like, you know, Superman for all, all seasons, you know, and the other ones I would say, you know, like, uh, like the Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, Batman books, you know, long Halloween, dark Halloween, you know, all, all those, um, the Catwoman, you know, when in Rome there, there's a lot of those, uh, Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, book, colored books, you know, they, they kind of have a, some of them have a theme like, um, with at Marvel, that's where I'm trying to get at, you know, he did, um, Spider-Man blue, he did Daredevil yellow, Hulk gray. So those are all outside of continuity, also, and you know those are just you know if you like, especially if you like Tim Sale, you know th- those are great. Um, as far as All Star Batman and Robin, that's another All Star. Next question: um, Dominic Wong says, uh, with Barry and Iris not being an item, how do you see this influencing uh, the setup of Wally's existence and a, a future as a speedster? I'm I'm really rooting for Barry and Iris. You know, I, I want them to be together. Um I I I love seeing, you know, I love how, how Iris is in, in the new fifty-two. And if you read the last issue, so what that would have been issue sixteen, you know, we, we saw a flashback as to, you know, what happened? Why aren't they together? You know, they, they did go out, didn't go too well. There there was a, a bit of a problem and we assume there, there's probably some some attraction between t- the two. You know, obviously Barry, you know, went out with Iris for a reason, and you'd think you know Iris cares about Barry, but there's just this other, I don't, you know, I'm I'm trying not to spoil it, you know, something that just just got in the way. I don't, I don't rule them out. So even though Barry's with with Patty now, so um you know Iris is in the Speed Force, and you know that's going to be resolved soon. You know I I believe um. Because the last issue, I will say this, Barry ends up going back to the Speed Force and he sees Iris. So hopefully we're going to find out what, what's happening there. As for Wally West, you know, I, I, I've said this a bunch of time, even going, you know, with with, with Barry and, and Iris, they're not together now. They may get together in, in a few years, in two years, three years. Same thing with like like Superman and Lois Lane. Lois is, is dating. She's mo- supposedly moving in with Jonathan Carroll. You know, we haven't seen him since... Um, Clark was spying on her text message and, you know, Superman's supposed to be with Wonder Woman now, but it's possible, you know, I, cause this, what people need to remember, this is DC's future. This is what they're, they're looking, you know, big picture. They're not planning on, you know, rebooting things, you know, in, in a couple of years, they're trying to establish everything now for the foreseeable future. Sure. Maybe in 15, 20 years, they may do something down, you know, again, They don't have to. I mean, Marvel hasn't you know rebooted since you know they started in in the '60s, but they have time to let these stories grow and you know to to flesh them out. So it may be a while before Barry and Iris get together, and and then with that, it may be a while before we see Wally West. The big question, what what I want to know is, does you know does Wally West exist now? For all we know, he could have his powers. He could be. And you know, I mentioned this before. I I think I, I did a. Uh, uh, ask and you shall receive answers video, and you know I said you know he could be in London for some reason he could be doing something you know who knows what he's doing, and it's you know he could have the powers or maybe he doesn't have the powers and you know he he could be in his twenties, he could be you know thirteen years old right now we we just don't know there's really no rush it's like, yeah, I want to see him, but you know just with last week you know d c announced they're canceling a lot of books. And, you know, why are these books getting canceled? You know, is it because the creative team under, or is it just, you know, the directions of the book? And, you know, there's always been a lot of questionable series. You know, you're, you you know when you see the, the new lines or new new volumes, new series announced, you know, a lot of it's like, really? You're going to make a, a book on this, but not this? So, you know, I, I think DC is just trying to test the waters, trying to, you know, they also need to expand the universe. So even though they have all these great characters that they, they could use – they don't necessarily want to rely on all them and they don't want to bring out everything at once because then what happens in five years when they want to try something else and you know, nothing else is working. Then they could say, Hey, remember that, that guy, Wally West that everyone keeps asking for, let's bring him. I don't want to wait five years for, for Wally, but the story has to be right because in the flashbook, the focus is on Barry, the focus on Barry and Patty and, and you know, even Iris. So just having Wally there because you know what would his role be you know is he going to be a speedster is he going to be Kid Flash you know we already have a Kid Flash we have Bart and I've said it before I, I would have rather have Wally be Kid Flash than you know have Bart in the picture already so if all of a sudden we had Wally and if he had you know speed powers right away it's like where would he fit in you know we're, we're, people are trying to figure out who Barry Allen is because you know, he's still younger in his career it it seems so <sighs> I don't know. I mean, it's 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 just it's going to be a matter of time. I have no answers. I don't know when, but I would say at, at some point, someday, sometime, we'll see Wally return. You know, he'll be introduced. He'll he'll get the speed powers, and you know, a lot of people will be happy. Um, Dominic also says or asks, "What were some comic stories you've used as analogies to real life situations? Explanations." Um, I don't know if this really, really counts, but one one of the big ones was when Spider-Man got his, his symbiote, the Venom costume, knowing, you know, that, that taught me about symbiosis, you know, what the heck is a symbiote? Then you, if, and then when you take biology, you know, I already knew about symbiosis and the idea of a creature living off another creature. So, you know, you have that. There's been a couple of times like that where, you know, some of the science introduced in the comic kind of applies to the real world. Um. I should have probably looked at this question ahead of time to get some other one, but I'm, I'm sure there's, there's other situations and, you know, just, just sometimes when you just, you're, you are making an analogy and you say, Oh, that, you know, berserker barrage, you know, we, I, I had a Springer Spaniel who, who was a, a spaz. She would just full of energy. If you ever, I think most Springer Spaniels are like that, just hyper energy. And, you know, she would, she would get on this kick in the backyard. And, you know, if you got her, got her riled up, she would just like zoom back and forth and she'd get really low to the ground and just do this crazy running. And, you know, we used to call that, you know, she was going, you know, doing her berserker barrage and she was just going nuts back and forth, running and like diving over to the, I mean, it was just crazy. So I don't know if that, that really (laughs) gives the the answer that you're looking for. Hopefully it it does a job. Um, Steve Partain SB Part 01 says, I'm thinking about starting a new Marvel series. I like Cap, Iron Man, Hulk, and Thor, but not a solo book. Um, so are you saying you don't, you don't like the solo books or you don't want a solo book? I mean, if you, if you like those guys, um, then, you, you know, you, Avengers or New Avengers, you know, they definitely have two different feels to them. Um, so, you know, you'd, you'd want to look at those. Um hulk is only an indestructible hulk right now i mean he's supposed to well no he's an avengers too i take that back but uh, avengers just plain avengers can have pretty much everyone the way it looks um so you know you you can go there but you know marvel now book that i'm really loving i mean it's a toss-up between you know i really like superior spider-man i know that's not for everyone you know some people just aren't you know completely crazy about the idea of of that i think it's it you know what i said in in the last review it's kind of like like a science experiment you know we're seeing how this different spider-man j- is just going to work you know so here supposedly we have you know doc ock and spider-man's body what is he going to do with, with with that body what is he going to do with that power and we're seeing the way he approaches you know when he's going up against the villains the quote-unquote villains you know he's doing things differently than how spider-man would do and and some of the Inventions that he's making, you know, he, he even Peter, is like, like wow, and I'm saying too much about that, um, but all new X Men, I mean, I absolutely love that book. It's, it seems like such a weird idea, you know. Here we have the young X Men, X Men from the past, they're in the present day, but there's just something about it, and so. It, whether it's cliche or what you know we we know it can't be forever somehow they need to go back to the past and they they can't remember everything because you know changing history are they even from the same timeline you know all all these questions but there's just something fun i i think part of it is because if if you ever read you know i i read a lot of those you know i, I got those um x-men essential books you know the black and white like phone books and you know, it was a different time in comics. I mean, they, just the way they were written and drawn, you know, it, it was, I, I don't necessarily want to say simpler, but it was a little more innocent. And, I mean, they were they, were, they were great. To, to see those characters now and today, the X-Men have come a long way. I mean, they've been through so much, you know, so much death and despair and, you know, apocalyptic futures and this and that. So many people have died. They've come back. They've died. So you know, there's been a, a lot of dark times in, in the X Men's lives. I mean, they've had so much hate against them, and and you know, just a persecution and all that. So it's 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 just fascinating to see these younger X Men who haven't been through all that, getting little glimpses of what their future may hold for them. And you know, you feel bad for them because it's like, wow, man, your life is gonna suck. I mean, you're gonna go through all this crap, and then you're gonna by the time you're you're old or not old (laughs) When you're older you're going to kill your mentor you're you're, who's basically your father you're going to be considered a terrorist people are going to hate you it's enough to make you cry but and then there's just the interaction i mean and uh, you know i love kitty pride and and you know even wolverine is is just you know he's great in there with you know dealing with young cyclops and all that so i highly recommend all new x-men i mean i don't know if you're leaning more towards avengers book but you know you definitely I, i would you know go back and get those series. And then we have Uncanny X-Men starting up, which, which, you know, I don't know about that. I'm sure, you know, Bendis is doing great with all new. So that's probably going to be good. Um, Then, you know, we also have Nova series. We'll have to see how that goes. because it's Sam Alexander. And, you know, some people don't like Sam Alexander. Like my daughter doesn't like him. Um, And then we're going to have Guardians of the Galaxy. So that I think is going to be kind of like the sleeper book that, you know, we'll have to wait and see what what Bendis has has cooking there. Um, oh, it, it turns out okay. This this question continued. Twitter, you know, you got the the limitation on on the how many characters you can do. He says, "What are some good ones?" I was thinking Ultimates. I don't know if um they're all in one now book. Um, Death and Ultimate is cool. Um. So it depends on the you know how many books are you talking about? Ultimates is is good, you know, and and that, you know, Sam Humphreys is, is working on that. That's really guiding the Ultimate Universe. But I love Sam, but some of I mean it it's nothing it's, the way some of the characters have turned out. I'm not super crazy about, but um Ultimate Spider-Man has just been great. You know, that's obviously Bendis working on that, but Miles Morales, you know it's not Peter Parker, but that that's great. So I I would, um, you know, check out Ultimates. But and if you can, I, I would say um, uh, check out Ultimate Spider Man because that that's great. Um, Stephen also says, what's up with the first page of AVX? It was never explained or even referenced. After uh, I don't have my my I have the big hardcover. I don't have that here. Um, not sure what the, I'd, I'd have to look back. Maybe it's it's been it feels like it's been so long ago. And some parts, I I you know I didn't mind a series overall. I know some people really didn't like it, but there are some parts that I kind of blocked out. Um, I'll have to look up what the first page was, and you know maybe we, someone will post it and we can talk about it. Or you know I'll I'll try to get back to you if somehow um, you know on Twitter here I can respond. Um, Stephen says. With the last page of Justice League 16, we saw Green Arrow and Hawkman might be. Justice League members, do you think they could be? Well, we know they're both going to be in Justice League of America. Um, Batman, I think it was in Aquaman, he's like, we're supposed to talk about, you know, before we bring in more, more members. So just because Cyborg brought them in, Batman may put his foot down and say, thanks guys, but no thanks. So with that, and then, you know, Amanda Waller and Steve Trevor, you know, we have to wait till the, the 20th. So next week for Justice league America, they are going to be in that just league America, how these two teams interact. We don't know because, you know, Steve Trevor obviously is not involved anymore with justice league. You know, there is that whole separation there and, you know, wonder woman doesn't want him there. Cause you know, she doesn't want him to be in danger. And you know, the big question is going to be like, you know, what happens, you know, when Steve finds out about, you know, Superman and wonder woman. So, um, yeah, and and it was also announced last week that Hawkman book is is getting canceled. So he's probably going to have a lot of time in, in Justice League of America. And Green Arrow, if you read Green Arrow um 17 last week, holy crap. Um and that's it's it's going to be interesting to see how that ties in with with Justice League of America because some not so good things are are happening for um Green Arrow. Steven continues, says, um, so do I think Green Arrow and Hawkman might be acting as double agents for a new JLA team since Green Arrow was turned down by Justice League before he has a motive? Um, you know, I, I think he's just going to be busy with the Justice League of America because from what Jeff Johns said, you know, this is kind of like a public team. You know, They're going to be doing their own things. So I don't think either of these guys are going to be on the regular Justice League with Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, all of them. Um, Steven says, hope that's not too many questions um, really got into comics and love comic Vine. you all help feed my new obsession um, I guess I should say say that that's that's great um, obsessions aren't aren't always a good thing but you know it could be there could be worse things to obsess about um, Elwood Toast says if you were trying to explain comics to the layman, how would you contrast DC and Marvel in terms of style content themes etc you know I've always said that the DC universe kind of had a slightly more realistic feel. Marvel kind of felt a little more vibrant, you know, a little more colorful and a little more, um, you know, you, you could have Galactus and the silver surfer and, you know, all these aliens just running around and, you know, you have mutants, you know, just, and in the DC universe, you know, you, yeah, you have metahumans, but it's, it's not quite the same. And even though we have like Green Lantern who, you know, works for, the guardians were, you know, on another planet and Superman's an alien. You don't really see that, that quite so much. Um, it just seems like, you know, DC has kind of been a little, little darker, a little more serious. Um, so I, I think that that's how it would be. Uh, and, and, and now in, in DC, you know, with new 52, it, it's kind of a, a, younger universe. So, you know, there's, there's that difference where, you know, we don't have, you know, decades of continuity with, with all these characters. Cause most of them have only been active for like five years. Um, Caleb, see Hutchins 84. says, do you think winter soldier could, should be on an Avengers title? I think, you know, he would be perfect for secret Avengers. Obviously the whole thing is people aren't supposed to know that he's alive. Um, and if you read last week's winter soldier, you know, he's going through a rough time. Um, things didn't go well between him and, you know, he and black widow. Um, you, you got to read that last arc um, Brew Baker's last arc. Um, uh, I think he he'd be cool. I mean, he he definitely. I mean, he was Captain America for a while, and you know, he was he was on a, on the team A team. So I think he could be, but it's just going to be a matter of how long is he going to? Um, is the world going to believe that he he's not alive? Webjacker Jake Jaker Webjaker, Jacker Jaker. Um, do you think they'll ever give Jubilee a secondary mutation and give her a usable slash interesting power? Um, I'm more curious is is she still a vampire? You know, she's gotta be a vampire, but I, I've only seen the one cover. I, I don't know if the second cover was released. She didn't look too vampire y. Although I take it back, I did get a glance at Amanda Connor variant. I think I don't know if it was for X-Men 2. Um The whole thing about secondary mutations, it just it seems weird. It's like it's almost like a writer's like, you know. Here's this meme and let's let's just let's just go crazy and give them a new power, just make something up and it's almost like whoever created the character they gave those powers for reasons, some of them are cool, some of them suck that's what they're stuck with all of a sudden they say, "Hey, now Emma Frost can turn into diamond." It just seems weird, and you know maybe it's it's part of evolution, but it's like there there should be how come some people have secondary mutations and other people don't, you know, and is everyone possible to have a a secondary? And then what happens if there's a third, you know, mutation like with, with, with Hank, with, with beast. But, um, you know, like Bishop always said in beginning that Jubilee was supposed to be the last X man. And, you know, she was supposed to be like really powerful, you know, so maybe there's just more to her learning how to use her powers at a, you know, more intense level. um, Jeffrey Edge says is there a white lantern since i guess there's black lanterns now um so i'm assuming you haven't read uh blackest night and brightest day so yes there there is a white lantern um Kyle recently um in green lantern new guardians he's has access to the different spectrums of, you know the different lantern um rings and you know he just got to the white white you know i i still haven't read that last issue i don't know why i haven't I've been meaning to read it um but you know he, he has that so what happened is you know there was black lanterns during blackest night and it was basically you know the dead were brought back to life and it, you know it was almost like zombies and the result this led to a white lantern sinestro gained the power briefly and then he lost it then dead man had it then he lost it so um Basically, short answer is yes, there is a White Lantern. um I would say you know go back and read Blackest Night. As far as Brightest Day, there are some good parts. I mean, it was a weekly series. There are some parts that kind of dragged on, and there's just like there was too many stories thrown in. So it's just weird how you know there are some characters that you didn't see for for a while, and then there's a question: you know, how much that stuff sticks now? You know, like where's aqualad You know, we haven't seen him yet. Um. And then Jeffrey says, people talk about white comic characters that are black in movies. Does anyone remember the black Harvey Dent? So, yeah, that was Billy D. Williams. I'm assuming you're talking about in in the first Batman. He played Harvey Dent. And then the the next time it was Tommy Lee Jones. It's like, how did that happen? So, I don't know. All right. That is it for the questions. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you again to Jim McCann. Jim's a great guy. Um, You know, like I said, look for. uh, mind to gap pre-order Las Vegas. If you haven't already um, send in your questions. So go to the ask G man video questions thread. You can ask them there. You can ask on Twitter. Um, my Twitter is G man from heck use a hashtag ask G man. Thanks for everyone. who are listening. I appreciate your support. Check out the Facebook page also for this podcast, you know, give that some likes. I, th- I think it's just like around a hundred. So it could use some more, um, and I will be back next week. Next, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see who, who's going to be on next week. Uh, it, this has been a crazy week. This 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 well, next week. This past week, when you guys are listening to this. So, thanks again. I love you all. I'll talk to you later. So, so my, question my question is: is what could, it could it be? We, we don't know. know. And I would like you to ask, ask you which comic book best affects you most emotionally. Yep. That's the question. I'll shake your yeah, head. I love yeah. Alan. This is a John Burn issue. issue. I love Alan Davis. I, I I wasn't a fan of this. what? That's the question. You can't blame the immediate creative team. I gave this a two. <laughs>